0: Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com
1: Welcome to the Fashion Lab, the first fashion business radio show to go live in the world. My name is Lisa Ogumba Regisford and on today's lab we're going to be dissecting and discussing the online retail system in Africa. Now before we go on, uh, for those who are tuned in for the first time, Fashion Lab is the radio show that... um ignites conversations around the business behind fashion in the continent. We obviously focus on different um, conversations, different topics uh, that we feel are compelling enough to be able to elevate and push uh, the fashion industry into where we want to see it from a business level. Um, today, I am sitting in studio um, with a really cool guest, <laughs> um, and we're going to be discussing um, again the retail system. Um, for those of you who are tuned in, what we would also love to do is encourage you to uh, share your topics, share whatever it is that you think we could be able to um, have as conversations on this show that would actually add value into elevating the business behind fashion in Africa. Um, I want to also just remind you that before we get into the show, we've got a very interesting segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why?, uh, I also want to encourage you to share with us, uh, send your tweets uh, at fashion lab AF, or if you want to go visual, you can also instar us at fashion lab Africa. Um, we hold it down here. We are now on every Thursday, one to 2 PM. So keep it locked. We would love to hear from you. Now um, I know that we are definitely talking about the online retail system um, in the continent and, uh, I'm going to go straight um, into introducing and welcoming Roxanne Page into the show. Roxanne is a co-founder of Sassy, Ch- Sassy Chic. That's
2: Did I get it right? Yes, Welcome yes. to
1: the show, Roxanne.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And could you just describe to our, our listeners what you're wearing before we go into the show?
2: Um, I was wearing a hat until I took it off um, and a Lucy Goretti t-shirt printed tee, with some high-waisted jeans and some red pumps. Nice. Very inspiring. Thank you. Is that a local brand? Lucy Goretti. Yes. The t-shirt I'm wearing is manufactured locally by a designer.
1: It's very cool. Um, I was going to say I'm wearing my leather jacket, a Lizzo Gumba leather jacket with some jeans and some stilettos that can kill, but, um, I'm also <laughs> wearing red. So it's a good thing we're both wearing yes, red we're today. We're both wearing red <laughs> shoes today. <laughs> anyway, before we get into the show, I came across, um, an article by the, um, Lisa Wittepsky on the Mail and Guardian, and in a nutshell, we're going to just tweet that article. But in a nutshell, um, it's just a conversation around the fashion industry, and the title of this uh, interesting article is "The Fashion Industry Is Under Assault from the Arrival of Foreign Brands, such as Topshop and Cotton On, and on and on." Um, what are your thoughts, um, Lisa? I mean, would we, would it be fair to blame these new brands on? the sort of um, competition that they're bringing in into saying that we're actually uh, dying or what, what is your thoughts? And I know that you as um, Sassy Chic founder or co-founder are definitely focusing more on online, um, on your online space and your online retail system, but you live in this country, you live in this continent, and obviously you're a consumer as well. What are your thoughts on um, this interesting that's actually trying to almost blame the foreign brands uh, for coming in here and shaking up things to a point where we actually are not doing as good as we could? Um,
2: I think that if there's a demand for it, the consumers... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the I think that international brands and local brands basically both have their space. And I think if there's more demand for local brands, then more of it can be manufactured.
1: But don't you think the competition is also great? Don't you think I that think people should actually be more excited that
2: all of these foreign brands are now coming in and actually... Yes, I, I, I do think so. I think, like I said, I think there's space for, for both local brands and international brands. And um, local brands will always have something different than what international brands can offer. You know what? I also believe
1: obviously as a fashion entrepreneur that there's so much to balance. I mean, you focus on winning business, you focus on production to capital, to marketing and PR, to balancing books, to ensuring that, you know, you have a commercially viable collection that can consistently bring back um, on a business level. But I really am not sure if the new stores is who we should be blaming. And I don't know if we are being, um, I don't know what this is a bit of a defeatist attitude, but I want to keep our lines uh, open um for those who are tuned in, if you have any comments, let us know what you think about um this um interesting article. And like I said, we're gonna put the tweet up um on Fashion Lab AF um if you're on. But let us know what your thoughts are. We are on zero eight six one triple five one eight nine and we'd love to hear from you. Um I don't know if you're um also consuming local brands and if you are, uh we are also interested in finding out if you actually shop online. If you're not, uh, let us know why. If you are, let us also know why. It'd be nice to hear from you. Now, according to the metrics, something interesting I found online as well is just a general um, kind of overview in a nutshell around um, the retail um, uh, response in Africa today. So obviously, in Nigeria, um, according to the metrics and other African countries a growing generation of young internet serve individuals has embraced new online technology. You've got uh, numbers of the users that are far way below than the world average of about 30% but are increasing as Africans are becoming more familiar and proficient with online shopping. You've got e-commerce activities that have also expanded in Nigeria, South Africa and Kenya both due to the proliferation of mobile phones and availability of faster internet networks. So um, according to metrics in South Africa 51% of individuals with internet access, shop online. In Kenya, 18 to 24 percent make online purchases. In Nigeria, approximately 28 percent of the population has internet access, according to the ITU figures. And then the number of mobile cell phone subscriptions obviously has topped up to 87 million. And we know obviously that there's a new group of internet developers who are eager to increase buying options by providing discounted deals on a wide range of products and services. So this is just a bit of a breakdown, just to give people an idea of where we are when it comes to consuming, um, online. So back to our topic of conversation, of, uh, our topic, uh, yeah, back to our topic, um, uh, around the online retail system in Africa. But be- before we go on, uh, we've got a caller on the line, Sakile. Hi, Sakile. Hi. How are you? Fine, thanks. And how are you? I'm fine, thanks. And uh, what are your thoughts around this online retail system in Africa? You are you a consumer online? Do you buy most of your fashion online?
0: Um, I think, I think yes, I am an online consumer. I think it's grown up. In the past two years, it's grown. Previously, consumers were really scared to buy their stuff online because, thinking they wouldn't get it, they'd spend their money and wouldn't receive stuff. But I think over the couple of years with how also technology has grown, things have actually changed a lot and people are more open to the retail spaces. You see online spaces like Free actually doing well. So, yeah.
1: And what are your top, what are some of the top um, internet sites that you actually um, buy from when it comes to
3: fashion? Uh,
0: I think I'm a, Big, shoes. uh I'm, I'm a huge shoe fan. So uh, locally, I like Superbalist. I shop the best from Superbalist. And uh, if I'm looking for something direct, I go to the direct uh, line, uh, like Shelf Life. Also sells pretty cool stuff for shoes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Very good. Well, thank you for calling in and uh, keep shopping online and keep enjoying those very African much. brands online. <laughs> have a thank have a lovely much. day have a lovely day enjoy your thank you bye well that was Sakila on the line it's interesting to hear um different viewpoints why people shop where they shop online and uh you know just to kind of see how fast it's growing so back to Roxanne um welcome again obviously um congratulations first of all on about 4 years of um consistency in this game of online retail in Africa. Thank and of course, much. for also being nominated as the top 50 finalists for 2015 um, for the SA e-commerce awards That's for 2015. Correct. That's correct. So it's very nice. I mean, we were having a conversation or a little chat back there before we came on the show. And uh, I said to you that you guys were doing very great, but you still think that you're quite small. But what I want to do is um, I just want you to, before we go into the show further, to, to share with our audience who you are, what it is about your brand and um, what actually sets it apart from a lot of other
2: online retail platforms? Well, basically, um, we started the business, when I say we, my business partner and I, in 2011, actually. And we went live online in 2012. Um, We basically just wanted to offer the local markets a bit of the international stuff that's available in terms of um, the convenience of online shopping. Um, we believe that there was a market for it in terms of um, online shopping, and we're also um, big fans of local produce. We believe in supporting local industry, the local fashion industry. We have a lot of talent here, and um, yeah, we, we're looking to sort of grow the industry locally.
1: It's very cool And um, what are some Of the African brands That you're actually Selling today
2: um, We stock a, a, quite a lot Of stuff that you'll See at SA Fashion Week And Mercedes Benz Fashion Week Africa um, Those include Air Geatcha and Katsia um, A lot of also Up and coming Young designers That perhaps need Some exposure And a platform um, To market and sell Their stuff um, I am woman Lucy Garetti. The t-shirt I'm wearing Is actually a new Designer that we Just been is very cool, very um, cool. Yeah
1: it's very cool. Um, uh, we've got another caller on the line. Um, as we continue, um, we'll just take this call quickly. Hello.
4: Hello.
1: Hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you?
4: I'm great.
1: And who are we speaking to? i um, You're talking to Komoto Madi. Okay. So Komoto, so yeah. t- tell us. Are you an on? Do you buy online? Um, uh, especially when it comes to fashion, and what are some of your top um, fashion sites that you actually purchase on?
4: Okay, well, actually, um, I'm not an online consumer. I have a question, though. Um, my question is this. Like, how do you engage the online customer to have an experience um, similar to like going in, into, directly into the store? because my reason why I'm not shopping online is because I have concerns with quality and not being able to feel the product or fitting the product. So I just want to know how does um, Sassy SA engage their consumer um, in such a way that is similar or superior to direct or self-shopping?
2: Um. I wouldn't say it's similar or superior. I'd just say that it's different. I think that once people understand um, how online shopping works and when they see the benefits of it in terms of convenience, um, they're more inclined to shop online. In terms of the customer experience, um, that's definitely something that we're working on um, in the form of uh, developing a mobile app um, which will customize the experience for the customer in terms of giving them a little bit of more of a personal shopping experience. Um, when it comes to quality of stuff, you know, we, we, we handpick all of our stuff. We believe in the quality of our stuff. If you receive it and it's not to your liking, we have a pretty, um, seamless returns process, which means that you can return it and you can get a refund. Um, but you are able to try on the garment and see if it works with your wardrobe in the comfort of your own home. All right. Okay.
1: So would that, would that convince you to start buying online or are you still not convinced? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm inclined to try, you
4: know, it's, it's something new, it's something very different. Um, but, um, I think it's pretty exciting, especially because we do everything online.
1: So Uh, I think it's, I I would, yeah, I would say, I would just add on so that I think that one of the ways that as personally, as a fashion consumer, lover, lover of style as well, who also shops online, I think that one of the ways you can also maybe start by trying to get into it is by thinking about your favorite brands that you have actually purchased in the past and you love, uh, to wear and then Mm -hmm. looking for finding a way to just start buying what you're familiar with online. Cause you already know the cat, you already know the sort of quality that, uh, each brand offers you. And then slowly you will find yourself starting to experiment on other brands. So thank you for calling. We wish you the best. And, um, We hope that you can change your mind so we can also, so that Sassy Chic can sell more and so that we can, as designers, also produce more, you know?
4: (laughs) Okay, perfect. I would really, really love to
1: try it. And thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Thanks. Wow, we've got another caller. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a call morning. (laughs) Call afternoon. Hello? Hi. Hi, Sheila. How are you?
5: I'm good thanks from you.
1: I'm fine, thanks. Sheila, are you an online consumer? Um, do you buy a lot of your fashion online? And if you do or if you don't, could you just share with us why?
5: I'm slowly becoming an online shopper. I think it's just, it's more convenient, it saves time. And a lot of the online platforms do offer the same type of return policies that normal stores would. So should there be any issues with something whether it was incorrect or the wrong size, it's always easy to outwell exchange or refund What are
1: some of the um, African brands that you purchase online and what are some of the online, African online uh, retail platforms that you purchase from as well What are some of your favorite brands and also obviously um, retail um, online stores
5: well, I used to kind of shop at your generic type of stores because we're just easily accessible. But I think kind of just growing up now, it's, you want to kind of stand out to be different. So, you know, bespoke clothing are more appealing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love your brand, for instance. I love Hunadi Bespoke. Um, but they, they also have online stuff. But then when you're doing something bespoke, it's sometimes nice to kind of go in and get things fitted. So it's... Catch twenty mm. two. I was buying clothes online. Do more like your jeans or dresses where I know that okay, this is the size yeah. that I am. But if it's something that's tailored specifically it's unique, then I do like that in-store kind of customer experience.
1: Okay, cool. Have you had? Or have you heard of Af- uh, of Sassy Chic? Um, we've got Roxanne Page, who's a co-founder of, of Sassy Chic, on in studio with us today. Have you heard of it, or have you? Experienced it? Have you checked it out yet?
5: The name is familiar. I think I've started it online before but I haven't engaged with the, the site. But so mm-hmm. I think I'll definitely do that today.
1: Okay, well thank you so much for calling Sheila. Have a lovely day and continue to um, experience and enjoy that retail shopping, especially in the continent and also consuming the African brands.
5: Thank you.
1: Alright, have a good day. Okay. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to the studio, Morik.
6: Thank you so much, Liz. I'm so my apologies to all our listeners. You know when you're driving from the south and there's a bit of rain on the road, it just caused chaos. Can you believe I've been sitting in that accident for about an hour? But my Mm -hmm. apologies, and thank you so much, Liz, for carrying on. And a very good afternoon to all our listeners um, on Fashion Lab and um, Roxanne. Welcome. I'm so excited.
2: Thanks. Nice
6: to meet you. Liz, you know what? Speaking about the online retail, something in particular happened um, last week. Um, My mom actually wanted something from um, the USA in particular, but I know there's always like, a, a difference in size, you know. So we're trying to figure out the size, and I'm trying to work out um UK size, American size. You know, Liz, it gets confusing. And um, I mean, sometimes you get confused too. It doesn't too.
1: get confusing. <laughs> Sorry, don't put me in that basket. <laughs> and there's there's size converters. You can look and say, okay, if I wear a size eight yes, UK, yes, I know yes. that it's a size six. Yes, US. So I don't now
6: expose my mom's size and years. stuff. Okay, so the garment comes and it is about it is very small for her. So having to ship it back cost another $50 you know and having to resend it cost another $50 <laughs> so i know you know i i started getting used to this online shopping in the USA because it's so much easier and I know you don't they don't charge you for shipping fee and so is it viable with 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 you um, in particular with Sissy do you guys charge um for shipping fee or how does that work for for example a customer is not really having problems with sizing and you know it's about th- 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 Four times it's going up and down. You know, are you charging (laughs) them for? It shouldn't even
1: go out four times, but go ahead, Roxanne. Tell us. We
2: do. We offer free delivery for all orders over 350 rand. Um, you can opt which shipment you like. So it can be with a courier, with the local post office, or you can actually, if you live in Johannesburg, you can come and collect, or you can send your own courier. A lot of um, offices have their own drivers and couriers that come collect from our premises. Um, in terms of returns We offer free returns For seven days Because we do understand That every client Is sort of taking A bit of a risk Is it going to fit Is it what I yeah, think yeah. it is um, And we yeah, we offer free returns For seven days
6: But do you have problems In terms Sometimes in terms of sizing When it comes to You know Your clients Ordering stuff And it just becomes Like a messy thing And then all um, of a sudden They don't want the stuff anymore And they want their money back
2: I can't say that we've ever sort of uh. Experienced something Being returned four <laughs> times That's a bit excessive <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, but... We do have a size chart on the site, and you know because all of our stuff is locally manufactured it 's south african sizes so if you 're south african eight thirty two it'll be a south african eight thirty two um or thirty four or thirty six or whatever the the case may be.
1: you know what I was going to say if we get into the sizing conversation i 'm just going to make that another topic. <laughs> why don 't we have that topic <laughs> yes. um, towards the end of the month because I think for me it's personally is yeah. the sizing and i fa- first of all find that there was a time back in the day i don 't know when that sizing could be, if you say you're an age, you're an eight. If you say you're a six, it didn't matter what country you're in. Suddenly, it feels like, first of all, be- besides just having different sizes, so you've got Mexican size, you've got Canada, you've got U.S., yeah. you've got uh, South Africa. I don't know if there's anything else. In Africa, everything just floats around. Everyone's like, okay, mine's U.K. Yeah. Like I personally have chosen to, since I started designing, to go the U.K. size way because of the fact that I was also selling Um, to a lot of other buyers from other places and trying to translate my size from here to there was just going to be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the sizing thing is becoming a joke to me. And we're going to have this conversation again and Roxanne you're welcome to come back (laughs) and sit down and join us because what happens is in one country alone, if for example you justify it as say South African size, yeah. I've realized that South African size sizing charts are no longer standard. Mm.
6: Absolutely. So, so my Absolutely. eight and I'm
1: even guilt I don't know where mine falls because I know that some people have said, Oh, your eight so small. I'm like, Well, that's an eight. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you go into a place I won't but look, uh, don't you have I will UK not eight. mention
6: you have it's UK, a, it's, a UK eight. it's
1: a UK eight. Yes. Mm-hmm. But this Which is not UK, South
6: Africa Yeah, but still yes.
1: a
2: UK eight should still be equivalent to should Shouldn't it still be the same yes, as, a, as a 32, which is a U8? It should, but a lot of, um, a lot of the big retailers tend to, uh, do what we call vanity sizing. So it'll not quite be a true 8 or a true 10. Um, it's sort of, but you known. see, you see what
1: I'm talking about. I was in Woolworths the other day. I wouldn't say what I bought, but I tried to buy something, went back home and I, I bought a, I bought what they call a small. It was like a medium, an extra large. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. Okay, look, I'm pushing. Yeah. It. it wasn't an extra large, but it was like one size bigger. Mm-hmm. So I thought, or two. So I thought, how can this be a small? So what I'm also thinking is, I'm having, I'm starting to feel like people, like the Chinese do. You go to China, look for a small. As uh, uh, if you're a small here, go to China. You're obviously gonna be wearing what, an extra large? Yeah. No, really. In, yeah. the, in the Asian markets, it's, and in the it's, Italian it's market, it's completely
6: different. And, and I think that's why so many people.
1: I'm so confused.
6: I'm so confused and hesitate this whole online shopping. And <laughs> online shopping is the most, it, it, it's so easy. It makes life so easy. But I think more people and more people, I think it's just about sizing. People are a little bit skeptical. I mean, when it comes to, you know even for me in South Africa you know I find it a little bit you know on the stop Um, am I should I buy online because I I just don't know the whole sizing thing and I get annoyed if you send me whatever I bought and it comes and it is not slim fit because I'm all about slim fit and when you tell me slim fit and it comes and it looks I mean when you guys look at me you can see I'm slim fit and now when something comes and it looks like it's a medium on me I'm like just send this whole thing back so 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 Roxanne, where do you think? I mean, in in terms of your customers and your your clientele, is the online shopping growing? Particularly, let's say, and we 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 speak about South Africa as African, mm. is it is it a growing market? Do you think more and more people are going into it?
2: I definitely think that in terms of South Africa, because that's a market that I'm more familiar with. Um, is it's in its infancy. We're, we we're in the in the starting stages. Uh, we're nowhere near sort of what the international community does in terms of online retail. Um, but it's growing, and um, there's definitely a bigger market for it. Especially people accessing um, stores via their mobiles. Um, mm-hmm. The majority of people in this country access the internet via their mobile, which is why there's a big drive to, um, you know, for online. Stores like us to have our own apps to have a fully responsive mobile site so that people are able to shop online conveniently and easily with their devices. Um, it's growing. That's, that's pretty much the, that surmises it. It's growing. The industry is growing.
1: All right, guys. I think we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back, um, after the break with, um, An insert from Edgy from Echoes, uh, from New York. Um, but let's just take a break. And this is obviously the fashion lab. We hold it down here every Thursday, 1 to 2 p.m., and we're talking about the online fashion retail system in the continent.
6: Don't go anywhere.
7: This is CliffCentral.com. When you're in the back seat with four multicolored aliens and a talking bear, you don't ask questions. Questions like, Where are we going anyway? Can I have another cookie? Mom, are we there yet? Because when you can watch Teletubbies, Winnie the Pooh, and all the best kid shows online anytime for ninety-nine rand a month with Showmax, a long road trip goes by a whole lot faster. So get to Showmax.com and get your seven-day free trial. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and
0: Google Play Store. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com.
1: And here we are, we are back again, um, discussing the online fashion retail system in the continent. We are joined here by Roxanne Page from Sassy Chic and obviously my other culprit, um, usual culprit, Morwick Peterson. <laughs> hello, and, hello. Um, before we go on with this conversation, um, here's a quick, um, uh, this is a quick, uh, a quick one. We're going to just plug in Edgy Benson with Echoes from New York and, uh, we will be right back.
8: This is CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon and welcome to Akos from New York. Uh, This is IG, and today I want us to talk about the support services a designer needs to succeed. Um, Fashion succeeds on a bedrock of of support services. These are services that are deliberately and professionally focused on the industry. Uh, These services include uh, the manufacturers, um, the textile suppliers, uh, the textile factories themselves, um, the, uh, the vendors, of course, and photographers, merchandisers, uh, the modeling industry. All of these uh, the services, the supports the designer needs to succeed, the supports the collection needs to, to succeed from manufacturing it, from making it come to life, to showcasing it. I think in Africa a designer would have very unique problems in that for one, there are a lot of companies like mine that are boutique, and they can offer a, a designer a wide range of services from developing his idea to creating the fabrics that he he envisions for, 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 for his collection to actually creating the collection and stitching it, making the patterns, having his samples ready for the wrong way, having his orders delivered to his store in the qualities that are competitive. Um, These kinds of services, this is what helps the industry to grow, and this is what designers outside of Africa have an abundance of, um, of access to. I think it is very important as we ambition this year 2016 to, to grow our industry in Africa that we realize that we need players in the support services that a designer needs. We need great manufacturing interests in Africa. We need textile providers in Africa, textile vendors and factories in Africa that are in tune with the trends. Today technology and social issues have such a hold on fabric, uh, on fashion, and fabrics, and it's important that Africa does have some access to 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 what is being uh, created from this uh, from from the improvements and the advances in textiles that are being created by all of these social forces and and technologies and a good fabric, um, textile industry in Africa would help the designer immensely. We also have to look at how we can prop up the, the, the services a designer would need on the showcasing and the photography, mm-hmm. the merchandising, uh, the modeling industry. I think all of these things in tangent moving up as we go with as we uh, as we try to push the envelope on our on our fashion industry moving all of these things to, together would make the african designer very very strong very competitive uh, in terms of quality of delivery in terms of uh, techniques new techniques in, in production uh, in terms of uh, how our collections are shot, you know. Um, We make a lot of portraits in Africa. Fashion is creating fantasies, so we have to photograph fashion as a fantasy, not as a portrait. And these are all the things that you know, the African designer needs access to so I, I want us to look at that too it's so important so I hope that as we continue to, to think about how we advance the industry that we think about all the support services that the designer needs and so, you know, let's talk about it you know, you have your own unique views to it let's hear it but um, it's important uh, I want to thank you for listening today and have a wonderful day
7: This is Cliff Central
1: Here we are again. That was Edgy speaking to us about some of the really crucial, um, different elements of how, yes, yes, of how this industry makes sense. Um, as a brand, you can't just say you're a designer and then not pay attention to the manufacturing side Mm -hmm. of it, the models, the photography, the PR and the marketing and everything. So obviously it's a full package. Um, And that's definitely echoes from New York. Edgy always joins in to just share one or two tips on how he feels we can elevate the industry. And you know what? Um,
6: um, I'm so sorry to cut in there. I love Edgy's um point of view especially him being an african and living in new york city and you know and um, doing what he does you know conceptualizing a brand from scratch and understanding you know <laughs> i mean the detail aspects of what it is that we lack and how we can move forward um as the african fashion industry um in africa um i think it it it, it is essential for us to understand that um fashion is just not about creating but there's so many other um, Um, elements involved but before i go off topic you know we are speaking about um the retail and the e-commerce you know um within our industry i mean uh,
1: um just a just a quick question just a quick question for roxanne as well before we move on um it's very weird like in the rest of the continent i find it very strange like when i'm in nairobi or when i'm in other parts of the continent that you're sitting in traffic people are sitting in traffic for three hours driving to the mall i'm like why where, where why where where are you going you have a phone yeah you have data yeah you 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 you, you know the brand that you want to consume mm-hmm. it's available online where are you going in the traffic for 3 hours to the mall <laughs> and then you'll find that they actually run out of size 8 because all the other mhm mhm what's your thoughts on that roxanne like um, how is it that you have the online space it's it's convenient it makes sense it is time saving it is It's just so many ticks around it, but then you still find that majority of the continent are
2: still driving and sitting in traffic half the day to go buy a dress. I think, I think like with most things, people just have to get used to it and then, and they, it's something new and they're not familiar with it. And the more they become familiar with it, the more that they'll do it. Um, I think it's also how you prioritize your time. I personally love online shopping because I don't like to stand in queues at malls and try find parking and stuff. Um, and from a convenience perspective, online shopping makes sense. There's everything in one place with a couple clicks of clicks of a button. You can see if that black dress is available in your size and you can have it shipped to you. Um, a lot of our regular clients actually are in sort of the smaller communities and outlying areas and they're average online shoppers when it comes to us. Um, because I suppose they don't have that many options where they reside. Um, And, yeah, but there's a lot of people catching on to it, I think.
6: Now, in terms of me that loves the touch and feel and the fitting on, <laughs> you know, Morik,
2: hurry up <laughs> and just join us. We're in
1: 2016.
6: Stop it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, in terms of the touch and the feel, because you still get a lot of people. You know, that's why some malls and some stores are still successful. That they want to touch and yeah, feel and understand thing. the fabric and you know look at the dress on them. Do you have? Because I've I've, I've also noticed I've seen that some online platforms where and um, they. Send you actually the garments for you to have a look and have a feel, and if you want it and if you don't want it, um, you can return it. Oh if no, you no, that, it, that does buy. that
1: happen in Africa? It happens, Which yes, yes, Which country? Which where?
6: <laughs> I, I can let you know. Um, Felicity from Ingality, she's running that where you know she sends um and the garments. And she gets all her clothes back. Yes, she oh. sends she sends the garments, and if the client wants to buy it and they like it they keep it they do the payment if they don't they send right back to her i mean it, it, it's a risky it is very it's very risky listen i was
1: gonna say on behalf yes. of the rest of the continent i'm not sure where else it would work maybe senegal but
6: but it's working i mean sometimes she makes like 14 20 and she, and
1: when she sends 20 she gets 20 back I mean, if they don't buy, I,
6: I don't. Know. Okay, we are not sure. The stats, <laughs> let, let's, know, don't take let's, me to the let, you stats. You know what?
1: Let's just hold that yes. thought there. I want to just uh, share a quick report by Philips Lighting on fashion trends and changing the consumer's behavior, and uh, we'll be right back because I want to finish this conversation properly. But let's just hear what Philips Lighting have to say.
6: Absolutely.
7: This is CliffCentral.com.
3: In most Western markets, multi-channel shopping has become a reality. Consumers browse online, compare in stores, buy on eBay and expect to be serviced like any other customer. Last Christmas, for the first time in history, U.S. online shopping even passed the $1 billion mark for a single day of sales. So, while the majority of fashion sales still happen through brick-and-mortar stores... Ever more online retailers are challenging the traditional way men and women purchase their clothes, some of them in very innovative ways.
7: Online retailer ASOS has become Britain's most followed fashion brand in social media with over a million friends, fans and followers on networks like Facebook and Twitter. By allowing customers to mixing and match their own collections and share them with their friends, the company has just announced another 70% year-on-year growth in sales for the year 2010 to 2011.
3: And if you wonder how all these clothes will look on you, Banana Flame is pushing the envelope even further by using augmented reality technology to let you try out their styles right from behind your computer. All you need is a webcam and a little bit of imagination, and you can picture yourself in any outfit within seconds. You can even send a photo of it to your friends for their opinion.
7: All getting a bit too technological for you? Well, then there's always Zappos.com. By challenging the idea that online shopping should be cheap and simple, this U.S. online retailer grew to a billion U.S. dollars plus operation which is characterized by free shipping, a 365-day return policy and already legendary call center staff that will talk to you as long as you want about anything you want, even if you don't buy.
3: Alain is a customer experience specialist at the strategy boutique Future Lab. He maintains that to remain competitive, fashion retailers need to make sure their stores focus on what consumers cannot find online.
9: There are plenty of areas where physical retail still beats the socks of any online offer. First of all, there's the assortment. In a store, products are instantly available, and you can mix and match them as you wish. Then, there's the brand and product experience, immersing the customer in a lifestyle and a tactile story. And finally, perhaps most importantly, there's human contact. Fashion shopping is often a social activity. At least for now, that's still hard to get from a computer.
3: It is clear that when creating an experience, technology plays a vital part. But retailers need to avoid bright and shiny object syndrome.
9: It's not about using technology to replace the physical store. It's about using IT to enhance the overall experience. This can be done visibly, by using technologies that make the store more appealing, enjoyable, or easier to navigate. But can also be done in the background, by providing ways in which the staff can make the customer experience more personal, or just create a sensory atmosphere which makes people feel good about being a guest in your environment.
3: All around the world, fashion retailers are working hard on leveraging technology to upgrade the in-store experience they offer. Realizing that the sales conversion on women who have visited a fitting room can be up to seven times higher than those who haven't, fashion retailers are making considerable efforts on upgrading this long, undervalued part of the store. Anthropology has even transformed its fitting rooms so friends can try on clothes together and
7: have a bit of a fashion party on their own. If you, however, want a professional's opinion rather than that of your friend, Topshop's Mirror Mirror project has the answer. Used as a temporary feature in their flagship Oxford store, this interactive mirror offered store visitors instant feedback on their outfits given by 30 top fashion creatives, written as if by magic, across the mirror's surface.
3: But well beyond the fitting area, fashion retailers from around the world are doing all they can to upgrade the way their store looks, feels and can be experienced by men and women and children alike. This way, they make sure that their stores remain worth visiting, their brand remains intact, and we don't lose that feeling of
9: taking home a newly bought outfit. The most important thing for fashion retailers to remember is that they're not just selling clothes. Even at the budget end of the market, customers want lifestyles. They want experiences. The retailers that actually deliver these experiences will continue to thrive. This is cliffcentral.com.
1: All right, here we are again, uh, talking about the online retail um, system in the continent, um, joined, obviously, by Roxanne Page from Sassy Chic, and Morwick uh, is also in studio here with us. Um, before we go further, I just want to um, – uh, we were just talking a bit about the whole offline and online experience. Um, now, there's a guy, Dr. Dark Prinsloo, who, uh, according to the Omnichannel Retailing Study for South African Council of Shopping Centers, which he compiled – insists that the consumers are increasingly combining the online and physical retail worlds. And somehow he feels that it is one of the biggest um, ways of pushing it, pushing your products. Like if you have an online platform and have like a live uh, bricks and mortar sort of space where people can come and feel the whole two, yeah, having yeah. two of them actually work together. In your experience with Sassy Chic, what are you guys... Tell us a bit about the setup. Is it just online or do you also have a physical space where we, if people are in the area, they can actually come and...
2: We're mainly online, um, but if you're in Joburg, you're more than welcome to email me or give us a call and we'll set up a showroom appointment and you can come and, you know, see if it fits you, if you like the fabrics, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, What they speak about in terms of an omni-channel, um, how it affects traditional retail, etc., is a lot of people are finding that... Um, Consumers are using an online space um, to purchase things offline. So, for example, they'll see things um, on site. If they like it, they'll actually make the trip to the store to go get it. Um, Does
1: that not just defeat the purpose? Um,
2: I think for traditional retailers, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I think it's important for them to um, integrate all channels um, yeah. to sell their products. For me, you know, there will always be people that prefer online and that, pre- that are traditionalists and prefer the brick and mortar stores. Uh, we obviously cater to people that want to. Purchase online and are comfortable doing so. Yeah. Roxa, I love that I, yeah. you.
6: Um, so sorry, the Liz. I love that you mentioned you, the fact that you guys are online, but you also have a showroom. Yeah, we do. You know, just for our audience, because I think so many people get it confused as to what a showroom is and what a retail store is. Because a lot of people think, you know, a showroom is a retail space. No, I mean, and we- it's just more of your samples and what you're currently selling, your immediate goods. You know, c- can you just give us a quick insight? site in terms of a showroom?
2: Well, basically, I mean, it's it's definitely not like a normal sort of brick and mortar store. It, uh, we obviously try and make our showroom look as nice and appealing as possible because we have to be there every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it basically just... Um, it's 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 a warehouse and and we have um our, our stock there which you're more than welcome to sort of um try on and if you want to purchase it we do have credit card facilities because we do have a lot of people that like to collect mm-hmm. um and we believe that there should be more options available to people if they want to come and collect
6: and okay. how, of, how often do you get, like, you know, your clientele coming into the showroom I'd on a say, day-to-day basis? I'd say on a weekly
2: basis. On a weekly, basis. On a weekly basis. Okay,
1: yeah. I just want just to just to, to, um, to kind of just push my point across about something defeating the purpose. For example, as a consumer, not as the retailer. As a consumer, why... The whole idea of online retail means I can just quickly find it, buy it, and I've finished. Mm -hmm. The idea of coming into the store, this is as a consumer, not as a retailer, because as a retailer, the online and offline both make sense. But what's the point of coming to the store? I mean, like, that's the part that I'm just struggling to understand. In my
2: experience, um, the people that tend to do that are sort of, Testing you out, and if they come and they see that you're legit, because it is still a whole trust factor with yeah, with, with yeah. shopping online. Um, once they've done it once or twice, they tend to be regular customers, and they tend to only buy online then. Yeah. I think it's just more of a you know they want to know what they're getting, etc. And then when like in, with any brand or with any sort of um, shop, you know, when people get to know you and they get to know your product, they'll Consume more
6: Listen, And I think again It's it's You know You, you get again That traditional um, Consumers that, that still wants That touch And yeah. feel And wants to fit it on And wants to see how It looks on them And uh, an interesting point That you just mentioned There is you know, there's still a lot of trust issues mm. in Africa, especially giving your credit card information, giving s- certain personal information. A lot of people are very skeptical about that because there's so much fraud and corruption that's going on. You know, and I mean, I'm I- I'm sitting in. I'm very skeptical mm. giving out my um, card information and stuff because <laughs> you, you just I don't know. You, I I might just the bank sends me a letter and I just bought a house of 1.7. No, come on, Maric, <laughs> I'm like, telling
2: you again. Let's I'm, just move on. <laughs> It's okay, <laughs> trust them but that's, that's why we you know In terms of our payment options We have PayFast Which is a very safe Payment gate, um, mm-hmm. gateway And they do the whole 3D secure So, you know the bank account Is linked to your phone Etc And for those people That are really, really reluctant We have EFT options Which means that You know You can EFT You know To us And you'll, you'll get your orders we promise you'll get your orders. <laughs> now, Roxanne,
6: wow. in terms of, 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 sorry, Liz, in terms, in terms of 2016 and, you know, where our economy is right now, especially in South Africa, you know, within, with our inflation and, you know, stuff just, the ranch Just being horrible. Um, you know, what is your prediction in terms of how do you think sales and your profit margins will be looking this year?
2: I think, um, I'm, I'm very grateful personally that, um, all of our 90% of our products are manufactured locally. Um, <laughs> So you don't really feel any um, pinch. But, um, I do think, um, there have been an increase in terms of, um, fashion sales, um, in the last sector. But I do think a lot of people might, uh, be forced to buy on credit. Mm-hmm. Um, we do offer a credit facility on our site, uh, mm-hmm. called Moby Cred, um, which is basically like in-store credit. So it's like having a, a shop card, basically. Um, I think people will always need clothes. Yeah. Um and I think that you know, f- uh, especially from a from a work perspective, I mean, people know, need to look good and dress well for 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 work. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think everyone will be a- affected to a certain extent. But like I said, I'm very grateful that um, I support local and everything's manufactured here. Yeah. Absolutely. All right,
1: tell us, um, Roxanne Page, before we get into our last segment, where and how can people connect with Sassy Chic?
2: Well, basically, we are an online boutique, so you can go to sassyshick.co.za, um, and all of our social media is um, the handle essay.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much. That is Roxanne Page. Um um, co-founder of Sassy Chic. It's been great. And now we want to go straight into the. Which you cannot wait and for. And the fun <laughs> segment. I know. I wish, I wish we could play dress up and have the people we want to dress in studio with us so that it actually even becomes more vibrant and more fun. But we're just going to quickly run round the table. Um, you can just mention who you want to dress and why. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um. I'd have to say I'm pretty fortunate that I do get to dress one of the people that I'd like to dress, and that's our brand ambassador, Candace Abrahams, uh, Mrs. South Africa. She's like a real-life Barbie, and she looks great in everything. So, um, yeah, she's probably the person I most like to dress. That's very cool. Morwick, who would
1: you want to dress?
6: who would I want to dress this week in particular? (laughs) I was speaking to JJ Skuma not so long ago, and he's busy doing something for me. And I said to him, you know what? I really want to put you in something very chic. You know, I'm all about the chic look. Sometimes I can just look at a certain man and I I." I think to myself If we done A, B and C And not dress them exactly the way I look Yes, a lot of guys cannot pull My little skinny outfits that I wear <laughs> But I mean the, the, the certain I just like the clean look So the person that I would really want to dress Because for me such a iconic um, fashion guy Within the African industry Is JJ Skuman It's
1: very cool Um, I'm just thinking I might want to dress I'm not really sure who I want to dress today But um I'm just thinking that I want to dress uh, a <laughs> musician. His name is Kunle Ayo. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant Nigerian musician based here. And uh, something about his music, something about his energy, and something about being able to find or create a signature look that will actually work for how I feel. I want to listen to his music and see him perform live. So Kunle Ayo is you. Holla at your girl right here. This is where we <laughs> hold it down. <laughs> it's been great having, uh, you in studio today, Roxanne. And Absolutely. Thank you very much. And thank, thank you for the tweets that are coming. Keep the tweets coming at Fashion Lab AF. We can still have conversations even when the show is over. And obviously you can also find us, um, on www.fashionlabafrica.com. Share your topics or suggested topics of conversation and let's continue to, uh, to, to talk fashion and make sure that this business behind fashion actually works in this continent.
6: And thank you so much um, to all our audience and to our listeners for downloading our podcast and sharing it for, and for the beautiful uh, messages that we get of our billboard that's on the M1. Thank you so 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 much. Liz and I really appreciate it. The Facebook page is <laughs> <laughs> and she's rolling her she's rolling her eyes like I'm like, like oh, oh my stop. gosh,
1: can we just stop about the billboard <laughs> But
6: you, you have you, you have to thank all these people. Okay, you thank you have to guys. Th- thank Goodbye. you so much. Bye bye.
0: <laughs> Fashion lab on com.